Welcome back to the Gazette's Fact Checker Podcast. I'm Elijah Dishas, the Gazette's Features Reporter. I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette's Cedar Rapids Government Reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's Investigative Reporter. And Michaela Ram is absent this week, so we will all miss her until next week. As soon as the primary wrapped up earlier this month, the Iowa Democratic Party and a lot of political entities lost no time in getting to work on social media. Um, on the 7th, the IDP released a tweet comparing Deidre Desir to um, Kim Reynolds, um, who both will face off in the gubernatorial race that we have the joy of watching over the next five months. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. Um, there were four statements against Kim Reynolds, and I determined that two of them had language that were a little bit too subjective for our criteria. So I'm going to focus on to the other two. Let's get into it. Um, the first check um, says that Reynolds, quote, wanted to jail teachers and librarians, end quote. And so this is one of the statements um, where a lot of folks looked at it, and um, particularly on the left, they may have taken it at face value with without looking too far into it, simply because of um, the overall impression that has um, been catching headlines with the Republican Party over the last six months. Um, Governor Reynolds certainly hasn't done herself any favors in this case, um, but I don't ultimately find the statement to be accurate, and I'll get into why here. Um, Just for a little background, um, a lot of this um, stems from the claim, um, a lot of this stems from Senator Jake Chapman's claims earlier this year that teachers had a sinister agenda um, when he proposed that teachers and school librarians um, allowing access to certain books should face criminal charges. Um, And the books in question here were mostly about LGBTQ topics or written by LGBTQ authors, um, some of them written by people of color. Um, And Governor Reynolds gave some credence to that idea that schools were assigning readings that um, would be um, you know, X-rated if they were a movie. She um, made note of that in her condition of the state speech um, just days after um, uh, Senator Chapman made headlines there with his um, sinister quote. Um, however, she stopped short of the lengths that Jake Chapman went to. She spent about nine paragraphs in um, the transcript of her speech talking about the, this issue Um, but she focused mostly on ensuring transparency for parents um, with advanced lesson plans and introduced her proposal for private school tuition vouchers um, later in January in an interview with OK Henderson at Radio Iowa. um, She specifically said that she would, quote, not take any ownership, end quote, um, and that she hoped uh, Jake Chapman had simply misspoke. I reached out to the Iowa Democratic Party about this claim, and to back up the claim, they cited um, this um, Radio Iowa um, article and said that Reynolds did not explicitly condemn statements about jailing educators and did not vow to veto the legislation that Chapman had mentioned. For me, this gets an F because there's not really even an inkling that she would have supported Chapman's proposal, saying explicitly that someone wants to jail teachers and librarians because they did not condemn someone else's proposal to do so really isn't enough justification for me um, to make this claim. Um, 
I do understand that support of such a measure isn't necessarily something that someone would always voice support for out loud. Last weekend at the GOP state convention, Reynolds was talking about drag shows in schools and elementary school lessons on pronouns as a negative aspect of public schools. Um, So just various things over the last few months really have, um, I think, contributed to an impression that that leads people to believe something like this claim could be true. Um, And it's clear that she's ratcheting up the rhetoric on LGBTQ issues. Um, That's become a pretty useful wedge issue for the Republican Party in recent years. Um, But just looking at the context of everything, going back to her first speech of the year, um, I, I hesitated to even give this claim a D only because the claim was so explicit and the evidence cited um, was not even an implication. So um, there are a lot of political dynamics involved here, um, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think absence of any statements where she mentions supporting legislation that would, you know, making these books and materials available a felony charge for teachers, um, you know, or a statement that she had made verbally. I I think that this is, um, you know, a a leap. You can't say that the governor wants this without any um, statement that echoes that. So I, I would agree with an F on this claim. Yeah, I agree too, especially um, since we have that quote where she said something like, I hope he'll correct that statement. You know, she's kind of, she's not just jumping on board with him and saying, yeah, I agree with this proposal and we really need to take a look at this in the legislature. You know, she's making a clear difference between her position and his and, uh, you know, seems to be expressing disagreement with that kind of extreme of a proposal. So I agree with enough. Yeah, there have been a lot of anti-LGBT proposals coming into the legislature. And, um, you know, Reynolds certainly hasn't spoken to all of them on the record. I think the fact that um, she did speak against this on the record, um, at least somewhat trying to distance herself from it, counts for a lot for this going for now. So, And I can't recall if her statement where she says, I hope he corrects himself, was about the, the sinister quote specifically. I, I think that's what she was referring to, not necessarily that bill, um, you know, but but I I agree with you that um, she she's not gone this far in her public statements. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, let's move on to the second claim here, which was that Reynolds, quote, banned trans kids from playing sports, end quote. Unlike the other claim, this one received pretty explicit support and endorsement from Reynolds. On March 3rd, she signed House File 2416, which immediately banned trans girls from playing sports with girls' teams. Um, And also, unlike the last claim, she gave some pretty early indications um, that she would support this piece of legislation, despite how controversial it was. Um, I am anticipating that some people could split hairs on this and say, Um, well, it only applies to transgender girls, it doesn't apply to transgender boys, or they could say, um, you know, trans girls can still play with co-ed teams. Um, And those statements are true, but I don't think that's a good faith interpretation of the statement. Um, Most sports teams are not co-ed, and a lot of the justification that supporters um, have of this ban is that... um, People assigned male at birth have biological advantages over cisgender women and girls in sports. Um, And that argument just is not made 
in the same way for transgender boys who um, play sports with cisgender boys. Um, given the length of this post on Twitter, I don't expect um, that level and detail and nuance to be spelled out in a, in a list of short phrases. Um, this law made a lot of headlines this year, and I think it's pretty clear what the Twitter statement is referring to. So I gave this one an A. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, this has been one of Governor Reynolds' top priorities. At the end of the 2021 legislative session, there was even talk about her bringing lawmakers back for a special session specifically to bring this up. So, you know, I I think that um, it's clear how she feels about it. And I agree with an A. So, I mean, for me, the wording here of banned trans kids from playing sports, it's not that trans kids cannot participate in sports at all. It's that now, you know, for transgender girls, they cannot play sports that align with, you know, on on sports teams that align with their gender identity. So I don't know if because of that, to me, I don't think it gets an A because they're not outright, you know, stopped from playing sports at all. Yeah. I could see that. I, I did consider that. And that's an argument that, that some Republicans have made. I guess to me, that argument is kind of similar to the arguments that conservatives made against gay marriage, you know, years ago saying, well, they're not banned from getting married. You can still marry someone of the opposite sex. You know what I mean? I just, I felt like it was splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. I mean, I, I could really go either way on this. I think that we all know what they they're meaning that was the bill that was passed is is prohibiting trans girls from playing on high school and college teams and if that's what you want to do then it's not the same to be like oh i can play recreationally or i can you know i think that um that's kind of what the direction would be in an a but i see your point too marissa and in terms of i could go with an a or b on this claim i'll let you guys duke it out I just feel like, to me, knocking it down to a B indicates there's a level of inaccuracy or a level of deceit here, not necessarily a lack of precision with the phrase banned transgender girls in school from playing with cisgender girls on girls teams. You know what I mean? I I feel like it's unreasonable to require that level of articulation in a Twitter post to give something an A. I mean, it's just pretty clear what law this was referring to. It made really big headlines. So that's how I feel about it. I mean, I do understand your point of view. And that's why I kind of spelled it out earlier that I anticipated this. But I do still think it it deserves an A. I mean, I think for most fact checks, we do look very like literally at how it's worded. But at the same time for this one, you know, because it is like an issue of like affirming someone's gender identity you know do we still give it an a recognizing that sure like while while they still have the option to play sports is it fundamentally an equal option if they're not able to play on the team that aligns with their gender identity and that's like the dilemma that this law you know puts puts children in in this state yeah and i thought about that but most most sports teams are not co-ed. So if you're a trans girl and you're wanting the a lot of the camaraderie and a lot of the social aspects that comes with sports, it's not going to quite be the same with a co-ed team. So is this, I mean, 
is this kind of a separate but equal issue? I I don't know. And I don't I don't think we're here to settle that argument necessarily. But yeah. I could certainly put those deep I mean I can articulate that reasoning in the check if that would make you feel more comfortable with an A. That's what I was going to say. I think we maybe just need another a, a little bit more explanation there about why we considered that this was, you know, that there wasn't kind of that and I don't think a B indicates deceit. To me, like a B indicates lack of precision, which we've used in other checks. So, I mean, I guess that would be the argument that I would use for a B if we were going to go that direction. But I think, you know, um, going with an A, we should just explain that, you know, some of these things that um, just because you say you can play sports, it doesn't mean that that is equal or the same thing. And, you know, I think you guys have articulated those points well, and it'd just be good to maybe explain that a little bit better to the readers. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Yeah, I think if if we put it like that way that Aaron has kind of summed up here, I'm comfortable with an A. Okay, cool. Well, so we got an F and an A again, mirroring our last fact check. So are we still on the same stance about averaging grades or? I mean, you didn't last week, did you, yeah. Marissa? I no. read the final piece and yeah. Why don't you just do the, the same way that Marissa did, I guess, indicate they're both there, but Sounds we're not good. having an average this week. Yeah. Cool. All right. And Aaron, I think you have next week's fact checker. Yeah, that's right. So this was a tweet that had come out from Senator Joni Ernst. Um, this was uh, on May 24th. Uh, she said, American taxpayers are paying $3 million per day for contractors to guard unused southern border wall materials. Um, this was a statement that was also repeated by um, Senator Chuck Grassley when he was in Cedar Rapids a, a few weeks ago. Um, it relates to a bill that they've both proposed that would allow states where these border mo- border wall materials are supposedly piled up to have those for free so they could continue to build the border wall, um, you know, with those materials. So uh, we are planning to check the portion of that statement about um, whether taxpayers are paying $3 million per day um, to guard unused border wall materials. Sounds interesting. We'll have something to look forward to next week. Well, if we don't have anything else, I will let you go enjoy the June sunshine. So take it. Our fact checker is produced by Stephen Colbert and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Elijah Decius. I'm Marissa Payne. And I'm Aaron Jordan. And we'll fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.